G'day. Today's episode of the Mavs Money World podcast is an international one. It's hosted by me, Dan, and I'm over here in Australia. Now, you wouldn't have heard an Australian accent on the pod this season, but today you're going to hear two. The second person is way more interesting than me, so let's just get into it. He goes by a few nicknames, Rhino, Rowdy, The Accountant, and we've become accustomed to this happening every time he steps on the floor. And Dallas needs something like that. An energy play and a Brokoff three is how it ends up. Jackson into Brokoff. Give it to me. Squares up and he does. A three. It's on. And he can shoot the basketball. He certainly can shoot the ball. I'm so stoked he can join me today for this episode of the Mavs Moneyball podcast. Ryan Brokoff, thank you for being with me today. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's start with you. About a week ago, it was announced that you'll miss some time with uh, an injury. How are you tracking with that? It's coming along. Um, Yeah, I uh, fractured the the head of the the fibula. Um, So um, it's it's not a bad, um, I guess, fracture if you can have one just just where it is and not being a load-bearing bone. So uh, not on crutches, not in a boot, um, able to kind of lip around a little bit, but... uh, Every every day it uh, is getting better, so so hopefully it won't be out for too long. Do you have a, a time frame that you're looking to aim for to return? Uh, no, there's not a time frame on it now. It's just uh, how it heals and um, sort of dealing with you know making sure the pain's away and then everything's stable around around that area. So no time frame at the moment, but uh, hopefully not too long. Obviously, it's your second season now with the Mavs. Um, could you talk us through a little bit about how this season has compared to last? Oh, I mean, you just got to look at how the team's playing and, and uh, how exciting um, it has been. You know, uh, you know, obviously led by Luke and Porzingis and Tim Hardaway's been, you know, big and and, and Seth Curry. It's uh, we have such a deep. Um, team deep roster, um, you know, and it's it's translated to wins for us this year and, and put us in a good position right now. So um, it's definitely it's definitely been uh, better and more fun, you know, to, to be winning games and and, and being a team that's uh, that's playing well. What about for you yourself? How how have you found it? I think I think it's sort of similar role. At, um, you know, just 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 trying to earn minutes and, and work and and be sort of an energy guy that, that comes off the bench um, you know shooting this free ball is, is something that I you know, pride myself on and, and being able to to do that at an you know, efficient rate and, and, and bring something um, you know when I step on the court so it, it's sort of similar to last year and then hopefully I can keep building. So something that has come out of this season is the uh, the accountant nickname uh, what did you mm-hmm. think when you first heard that? Oh, I just laughed basically <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it came out sort of after the game, maybe in Philly last year or, or somewhere around there, and it was sort of like a post-game photo interview thing that, that kind of spread out, and everyone sort of um, threw their ideas of what my real job actually is, and I think the accountant was one of them, and it's just kind of uh, just kind of grown from there. So it's it's just a bit of fun, and I try and uh, embrace it. Um, you know, it seems to connect with the fans. <laughs> yeah, I think I recall the photo. It was just the fact, probably, that you're wearing glasses after. <laughs> That's probably it. Um, is that? Uh, have you had any other good basketball nicknames in your career? Uh, the only one that that uh, I guess I've had with me for for a long, long time was uh, is Rowdy. So I, I got given that by a basketball coach. Um, when I was like 14, so most of my uh, friends back in Australia 
um, still call me that, and my mum even calls me that. I, I don't get Ryan too often, and unless I'm uh, I'm in trouble. So uh, that, that's sort of the only <laughs> other nickname that's really stuck. So, so do you say your mum calls you Rowdy? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. she calls go. me Rowdy, and, and most of my you know mates or stuff will uh, will say Rowdy and instead of Ryan. I don't know. For, for a while there, growing up to hear Ryan was very uncommon. <laughs> well, let's go back to that sort of time then, um, back to our great homeland of Australia. How did uh, mm-hmm. basketball sort of start for you? Uh, obviously, for us, it's you know, a lot of footy and soccer and you know, perhaps cricket. Basketball is not usually the sport that a lot of kids get into. So uh, how was that for you? Uh, it was very easy for me. Um, both both my parents played and uh, it, uh, it just kind of, felt natural for me to kind of get involved and um you know started out from you know as as long as I can kind of remember um so it's just always been a a part of my life and and very thankful that uh you know my parents allowed me and and and, uh sort of guided me into into the sport was there someone that uh, helped you with your shooting from a young age or were you sort of always just a a sniper from long range (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it, it, it's sort of it's sort of hard to tell. I, I think I've I've been lucky to have some some great coaches growing up. Um, Andrew Jacobson was was one that really got me at a young age and, and sort of instilled the the fundamentals. And each coach from then on sort of helped build upon it. And, and uh, I don't know now it now it obviously feels very natural. But but I'm sure growing up there were there were times where you know it didn't look as pretty as uh, as what it does now. So can you tell me a little bit about what it's like being on the court with Luca? Obviously, he's a, a great playmaker, and, and being a shooter, obviously, benefit a lot from that. Yeah, he makes the game a lot easier for, for everybody, and he does it, and it just he makes the game look easy for himself, but, it, but he definitely makes it easy for, for everyone else on the court with his, with his vision and um, his playmaking ability and, and just sort of sitting back and just watching him, you know, do what he does so effortlessly. So, it's been fun seeing the uh, the growth um, of Luca over the last you know season, and, and it's uh, you really can basically be whatever he wants in this league. What have you seen? What are some of the biggest things that you've seen that have changed? Obviously, you came into the league together, um, and so from from last season to this season, seeing him play, what are maybe some of the things that we wouldn't sort of realize as just you know viewers of the game. Uh, just being consistent with with everything, um, you know, he, he's he's still so young, um, but he is you know hardworking and, and and bringing that consistency um, each day of practice and, and and for every game. I think you know it, it built in his you know rookie year, but um, you know year two he's got a year of experience on his belt and knows you know physical toll that the season takes and. Um, you know, doing everything you can to, to stay fresh and ready for each game so, so it can perform at such a high level. So the Mavs record with about 40 games, I guess, to go this season, I think surprised a lot of people. Um, uh-huh. So what is it about this team that you think has you know, helped have some real success so far? Uh, just the depth of, of the roster. Um, you know, guys stepping up um, when, you know, guys have been out with injury. Luka's had a couple games with a miss. Porzingis has missed a couple games. Tim Hardaway's missed a couple games. Like, just having guys being able to uh, to step in to the role and, and step up and, and um, really produce and just having that from, you know, from Luka and, and 
KP, sort of the, the one-two to you know, the guys at the end of the bench, just always staying ready, always being involved and um, competing when they got on the court. Just to sort of take things back to Australia for a moment, um, I think it was announced uh, yesterday, or oh, it's a bit tough for me to say a time with the time difference, but last night slash yesterday announced that the NBA Players Association was getting involved with the bushfire um, relief. Um, how has that sort of come about, and um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, basically, uh, us players wanted to to do something um, raise awareness as, as well as donations um, towards the bushfires that are you know ravaging Australia at the moment. Um, so so we've all sort of been in contact and we're speaking about what we could do and um, you know we got the Players Association involved as well and, and the NBA jumped on board too and uh, it really just grew from there. So um, you know it, it, it's it's sort of something that we feel like we can bring um, to kind of help the cause and, and um, put some money, you know, some of our own money down and as well as drum up support and interest and, and sort of awareness of of the issue. So hopefully, you know, it leads to more people and, and, and we have, you know, a wide reach of, of people from, you know, not just in Australia but, but, but around the world that uh, hopefully will see the devastation that's going on back home and... and uh, put their you know hand up and, and the hand in the wallet and, and, and donate to finish off I've just got some rapid fire sort of questions for you okay um, <laughs> so uh favorite city to play in outside of dallas uh, new york new just, york just madison square garden that was that was a pretty cool experience my first time okay what's the hardest city to play in mm, maybe denver just because of the altitude is that? I, I mean, I have heard that that's a thing. Can you like how how much does it affect your? Is it just your breathing, and does it sort of feel like you're, I don't know, like unfit running around in Denver or something? Yeah, it, it just kind of feels like you're uh, you're not very fit, and you kind of out of breath. Um, you know, just just after doing minimal um, sort of running up and down. So it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment, and um, the first time you kind of get in the game, getting that first win can be difficult. It sounds like um, just sort of when I feel like when I'm exercising every day. <laughs> there um, you go. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, who's the best person to sit next to on the team plane? Oh, um, that's a question. Um, Boban's always entertaining. I would love to sit next to Boban on a plane, just is, just for a chat. He is very entertaining all the time. <laughs> all right, this last one's more of a selfish question for me, but you know what? I'm uh, hosting this podcast today, so once your NBA career is over, you know we've got plenty of championships with the Mavs. Um, maybe you'll consider coming to the NBL, as some Australian players have. Um, would you be able to come play for the Perth Wildcats? <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the first Wildcats, huh? Um, look, look, playing in the NBA, NBL um, is you know definitely something that I thought about, and, and um, it, it's it's really you know too hard to say right now. I'd I'd love to come back to to Australia and play it at some point in my career. It's it's uh, hopefully I get a few more years sort of over here, and and then we'll kind of readdress it. But uh, oh yeah, I'm talking like about 15, the- 20 years down the track. Oh, so when I'm, you know, 50, 50 or something, <laughs> you know, just run around a little bit. I just um, want to make sure if you do come, 
that it's, 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 the it's, Perth. it's the Perth, yeah. I mean, it's the most successful <laughs> franchise in NBL history. Like, there's, there's plenty of reasons to come to Perth. It's great weather. Yeah, you're, you're selling it a little bit. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, but all my family's around around Melbourne, so that's the only thing that, yeah. that, that may change. But uh, that's okay. Who knows? Who we'll, knows? We'll work something we'll out. Definitely all up. Definitely all up for <laughs> Well, thanks again uh, for your time. Really appreciate mm-hmm. you stepping out and uh, giving us some time. No worries, I appreciate the chat. Ryan broke off every Mavs fan's favourite Australian. I might try to claim that title for myself one day, but for now, I think Ryan has it in the bag. We have heaps more great content to read and listen to over at MavsMoneyBall.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MavsMoneyBall, where we keep you up to date on everything Mavs-related. And thank you for being with me today on this international episode of the Mavs Moneyball podcast. I'm Dan Contz, and I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 